Anyway, it is a new year. It is great to be here to see you. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Nigel. I'm also part of the leadership team here. Um, and we are kicking off the new year. This is uh, it's not in a series. It's just a one-off. I just want to bring a psalm to you this morning and just go through a psalm. It feels like that is a natural thing to do as we kind of regroup and regather. We've already um, had a, a psalm quoted to us in the prayer meeting. We've had it read. We've had Mark talked about a psalm. We've, we've sung words of psalms. Psalms are just a great way to refocus our mind, to get into God, to give him the, the right place. So we are going to look together at Psalm 62. And if you want to, if you want to start a, a Bible reading pattern for your new year, get the Bible app and do a psalm every day. That you could, you could do worse than doing a psalm every day. What a great place to start! A psalm a day helps you work. Was that a miles a day? Is that? Am I showing my age? A, a mar, you, you're looking blank. Yeah. A Mars a day helps you work, rest, and play. That's what it was when we were kids. What a, we- what a weird thing to think. You'd never get an advert like that these days, would you really? Anyway, a psalm a day, that's a, that's a great idea. Um, so don't make it your New, new Year's resolution. When we're, we're not particularly into those. Although it's a good, you know, we all need times to, to refocus, don't we? Don't we to start again? Apparently, New Year's resolutions are on the up this year. Um, more people making New Year's resolutions uh, than normal, especially if you're young, apparently. So um, only, only 10% of the 55s and over, I'm, I'm not in that category for another month, um, are, are make New Year's re- resolutions. But they're 18 to, I think it was the 18 to 24s, 40% making New Year's resolutions. That's, that's quite a lot, isn't it? Impressive. Anyway, um, all irrelevant. Uh, let's get into the Word of God and read together Psalm 62. Have we got it? Oh, it's behind me, but that's, does that screen not work at the moment? Um, right, here we go. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. How long will all of you attack a man to batter him like a leaning wall, a tottering fence? They only plan to thrust him down from his high position. They take pleasure in falsehood. They bless with their mouths, but inwardly they curse. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory. My mighty rock, my refuge is God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your hearts before him. God is a refuge for us. Those of low estate are but a breath. Those of high estate are a delusion. In the balances they go up, they are together lighter than a breath. Put no trust in extortion. Set no vain hopes on robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart on them. Once God has spoken. Twice twice have I heard this that power belongs to God, and that you, O Lord, to you, O Lord, belongs steadfast love, for you will render to a man according to his work. 
And Father, we, Lord, we, we love your word. Lord, I pray that you'd help me. Lord, help us to use this psalm just to come before you again at the start of this year to refocus our attention. Lord, we pray together as your people, grab our attention at this moment, Lord, where we begin again, where we go again, where some things are changing around us. Lord, we say, grab our attention, O God. May we say together, for you alone, my soul waits. Lord, we want to wait for you. And Lord, I pray that you would speak to us this morning. Lord, put some foundations back into our lives. Put uh, our attention on you again at the start of this new year, we pray. Lord, for your glory, come and fill us. Come and work on us. Come and speak to us. Come and stir our hearts. Come and grab our attention this morning, Lord, we pray. For your glory, Lord Jesus. Amen. So Psalm 62, we could have picked any number of psalms really, but I just wanted to use a psalm. I think they're such a great way of uh, getting our focus onto God again. Psalm 62 is one, uh, is, is one written by David. Uh, he was clearly under pressure. We don't necessarily know exactly the situation. It's probably um, when he was on the run from his son, Absalom, who was trying to uh, take the kingdom from him. So it the guy is stressed, he's under pressure, that's the context, but actually we can apply this to so many situations in our own lives. It's a call to faith, really, and I want to use it as that at the start of this year, that we would uh, be called again by the Spirit to faith. We're a people of faith, we're a people who trust God, and I believe that God wants to draw and call faith from us again this morning, and I want to use this psalm to do that. Faith is always in season and it's often on trial. And it's appropriate, I believe, to use this um, at this moment as much as any time. There's a lot going on around us. There's a lot going on in our own lives. But God is on the lookout for faith and for us to base our lives on him. So we're going to build this up gradually um, I, I want us to kind of feel like we're continuing in worship, really, not that we're just listening to something, but we've begun uh, to worship together, and now we're continuing to worship together. And the first bit of foundation, if you like, that I want to lay is the declaration, God alone. Uh, in some places, this psalm has been called the only psalm, because there's so many onlys in it. Only God, to God alone. Only God is my fortress and my salvation. In God alone, I put my hope and my trust. So it's not the only psalm, clearly, but it is the only psalm, okay? But God alone, that's where we're starting. We're starting with the declaration. There are many onlys about God, amen? There's many things that are true only of God. And our starting point is to recognize who he is. Our starting point at the start of this new year is to come again to the foot, to the foot of the cross, but to before his throne and recognize the onlys about God. Amen? Only God made you and me. Only God was there at the beginning and will be there at the end. Only God has had mercy on us to the point where he stepped into the world to take our sin upon himself so that we could be free and have the promise of eternity with him. Amen? Only God had the power to do that. Only God 
is the one who is present with us in life every day, whatever the circumstance, never failing, always with us. Only God, amen? Only God is always faithful and always consistent and never lets down and never lets us go. Only God. We can only say that of him. There are many things that are good in life. There are many people around us. There are many blessings that God gives us. But only, only God ultimately can we, can we rest upon. Amen? He alone, the psalmist says, he alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. And it gets repeated. I love that phrase. He only is my rock and my salvation. He only is the foundation beneath my feet, the firm foundation. There's also things that we put our security in, that we put, uh, we lay as found, try to lay as foundations in our lives. But actually, the truth is, only God is the real rock beneath our feet. Amen. Only God is our salvation. Only God is the one who's ever come up with a plan to deal with the mess in our lives and our brokenness. And to come up with a plan for rescuing us. Only God, only he is our salvation. Only God is our fortress, our hiding place, the one that we can truly run to and be secure. No matter what goes on around us, only God really. Everything else, it comes and it goes. We don't know what happens tomorrow, but only God is our fortress, ultimately. Amen? There was a great thing that uh, Lucy brought in the prayer meeting this morning where she had a picture of us under a shelter the fortress of God, it reminded me of, of this bit of the psalm. And around were, were, were other shelters that people were under with leaking, leaking roofs and, and, and pots where water was dripping. There's only one secure fortress. There's only one secure shelter, one refuge for us to run to, and that is our God. Amen? And so that's the starting point for this psalmist. That's a starting point for our year. I want to call us to that, that we acknowledge at the beginning of this year, whatever is going on around us, that we acknowledge as a people, only God. Amen? There's, there's some, some things that we only, there's, there's something about God that is not true of anything else in our lives. He demands, deserves, it's appropriate that he has a unique place in our lives. Only God. Amen? And we get so compromised on this. We get confused on it, don't we? That life's so full. There are so many things demanding our attention, but there's an appropriate point to come, and a start of a new year is as good a point as any, that we come and say, no, actually, there's some, some things that are only right for God to receive. Our worship, our allegiance, our security. Only God. Amen. And I love, you know, we never, we don't talk that much about, you know, often in Psalms, we get to these points that, where there's a pause and it says, Selah. That is in this Psalm, isn't it? After verse four, after verse eight, we have this pause where we just get to stop and let what we've heard kind of sink into us. And so I just want to do that. I want us to do that together. As we've, we've done, that's the first point. God alone. God alone is our fortress. God alone is our salvation. God alone is our refuge. Only God, only God deserves our first allegiance. And just as I speak, uh, what I'd love us to do, actually, let's all close our eyes. Can we just all close our eyes? 
Just let the words of the psalmist sink into our minds and our hearts again. He alone is your rock. He alone is your salvation. No one else offers these things. No one else offers that. He alone is your fortress. I don't know what's going on in your life. But the truth is, we put our allegiance and our hope and our security in all sorts of other things, don't we? There are many things offering hope. There are many things offering security. There are many things offering purpose. The truth is, God alone. God alone. And just as we let that truth sink in, maybe there's some area of life where you want to say at this point, God alone. Or you just realize that that hasn't been, you know, your focus has been on all sorts of different things. And at the start of this new year, we'd say, no, God, I want to put, again, my focus on you, you alone, you're, you're my rock. As we acknowledge that in our own hearts, I'd love us just to respond. So by way of response, with our eyes still closed, just as we let that truth sink in, I just want to invite you to stand uh, individually. Don't, don't do it because everybody else is. Just, but if, you're, if there's an acknowledgement in your heart and you say, yeah, I just want to reset this, say God alone, then why don't you just use this moment just to stand and before him to make that declaration, you alone, Lord, you, you alone are my salvation. You alone are the place where I can really put hope. It might be a specific situation that's on your mind, or it might be just a general reset in this moment. But let's just use this moment. He alone is my rock. He alone is my salvation. God alone is my fortress. So let it sink in. Come, Lord. Come by your spirit. Do something in our hearts this morning as we acknowledge you again. We love you, Lord. Thank you that we have you. Please do sit down for a minute. The second thing is this. So God alone. Let's build it up a bit. The, next, the thing that comes next for God alone, my soul waits, the psalmist says. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. And I don't think that this is so much about, it's not so much about the silence. It, I think it's more about an attitude of the heart. It's not so much about how long you're waiting for, it, but, but it's, it's a posture of the heart. We've acknowledged that God alone is our salvation. We've acknowledged that he alone is our fortress and our rock. And now we say, how are our hearts going to respond to that? And the appropriate response of our hearts is to stop before him. To still our hearts that are restless and seeking after all sorts of other things. And having opinions on all. We, we love to talk about things, don't we? We love to talk about it. We've got a view on everything. Haven't we? Most of us have. 
there's masses going on around us, and most of us have got a view on most of it. But there's something that happens before God. My soul waits in silence. Literally, to God only is my soul silent. There's something about our response to God that is unlike anything else. Because we're not in control. The thing about waiting is that you're not in control, are you? And that's why we often don't like it. And we seem to like it less and less. The younger you are, the less you like waiting. That's my theory. That's my little survey in my own household. It's not a very big survey. Um, But the evidence from this last week is that the younger you are, the less you like to wait. No. I'm not looking at anybody in particular. But no, there's been more than one instance, actually. But I, you know, I, I got in touch with them. Um, I emailed, uh, and I haven't heard back. But you only emailed a couple of hours ago, and it's a bank holiday, and it's the middle of the night. <laughs> but we don't like waiting, do we, though? I mean, I'm not good at waiting either. I, the, and the thing I really don't like is I don't like not being in control. I, I have to confess that. It's a... You know, I like to be in control. I like to know what's going on. I like to plan. I like to know how things are going to work out. Not being in control, having to wait for things, they're not comfortable positions for us, are they? But the truth is, we're not really in control. We're not. And we've got to face that truth. But the thing is, the God who is our fortress is in control. The God who is our rock isn't waiting, apart from often for us. The God who is our salvation has his hands on everything in the universe and he knows what he's doing. He is all power and thankfully he is also full of love. And with the psalmist, I think we need to change or work on the posture of our hearts that says, before God alone, I'm going to wait. Because I'm the thing that I have to learn is that I'm not in control, and he is. I'm not all-powerful. He is. I'm not running the universe. He is. And therefore, I'm going to come before him, and I'm going to wait knowing that he's got my best interests at heart, knowing that he knows what he's doing within my life, knowing that his promise is that he's working all things together for good, knowing that he loves me more than any other person ever could, therefore I'm going to surrender control to him. I'm going to wait before him. My posture before him is going to be, I wait for you. Amen? He is in control. He knows what he's doing. For God alone, my soul waits. I came across this quote this week, uh, a book that I was reading on on Jonah, which is just a great book um, by a guy called Paul Bradbury. All spirituality is unlearning the lie of the illusions of our petty attempts at control, security, and status, and learning to embrace the truth of God's universe, a universe where there's only one God, and it's not us, 
or some sham of a king, idol, or God that we've installed in God's place. All spirituality is unlearning the lie of the illusions of our own petty attempts at control, security, and status. And you know, the truth is, and we know this in the world around us at the moment, that often God allows and uses the moments of bumpiness and of shaking and where we don't feel in control to actually remind us of this truth that we're not. We're not. It's an illusion. We think we like to get it all sorted and planned and get it sorted in our own heads and know how life... We, we don't know. We don't. But God does. And he is in control. And so we step back and we say, okay, God, I wait for you. That's the posture of my heart. I'm not going to do that with other things. I will have views on all sorts of things. I'm going to be trying. No, but there's some times where we just need to stop and come before God. The more regular, the better. As Sam was saying at the start of every day and go, God, I'm not in control. You are. I don't know what's going on. You do. But I put my faith in you again. And we have to keep doing that. And we do that at the start of a new year. And we do that at the start of each day. And we train our hearts to respond to God in this way, to say, I surrender because you know what you're doing and I don't. And you're in control. And so for you alone, the posture of my heart is I'm going to wait in silence. I'm not going to bring all my views and my plans and my workings out. I'm going to come before you, God, and acknowledge who you are. And that is going to be the posture of my heart. Amen? And so, we get another pause. Let's have another pause, another selah, where we let that sink in. And we adjust the posture of our hearts. So let's close our eyes. And Father, we acknowledge that we are fragile and small and broken in different ways. And often we feel like we're at the mercy of circumstances. But we thank you that we have a faithful God who loves us beyond our imagination and who is all-powerful and who is in control and has our very best interests at heart, even when we don't have the faintest idea what those are. Lord, we surrender again to you. And again, I'd just like to invite you as we've got our, our, our eyes closed to acknowledge that within your own heart and to make a response by standing. And it may be that you're feeling right now particularly that you're, you feel like you're out of control or you don't know how some situation in life is going to be resolved. It may be that you're in a, in a place of waiting or you don't know what to do about something. You're waiting, you feel like, shall I turn this way or that? I just want to declare to you today, God is your rock. He sees the intimate details of your life. He loves you, he's faithful. Wait for him alone. You can't go wrong. Wait for him alone. So it may be a circumstance in life where you feel like you're waiting or you're out of control. It may just be a general acknowledgement. Lord, I want to acknowledge again before you. I want the posture of my heart to be, I'm going to wait to hear what you would say. I'm going to respond to you as the fixed point in my life, the focal point around which other things revolve. 
as you acknowledge that in your own heart or give a particular situation to God, just again want to invite you just to respond by standing. Lord, we love you. We worship you. Let's give those things to God. Let's take this moment. Lord, there are many specific things being offered to you this morning. Lord, we bring them to you. We thank you that you're the God of love and mercy and grace and all power. And you hold our lives in your hands. And for you, Lord, for you alone, we wait in silence. Amen. Please sit down again. So it's God alone. He has a unique place. We need to acknowledge it. And then our response is that we come and wait before him. And then the last bit to build into this is the shift that happens. I don't know if you noticed it in the middle of the psalm, the shift that happens. So there's a repeated phrase that comes back. He says, for God alone, my soul waits in silence. And then the second time that comes round, it's changed. For God alone, O oh my soul, wait in silence. It's, it's a command. It's become an instruction. Because the psalmist is grabbing hold of his own soul. It's not just a statement anymore. He's instructing his soul. For God alone, O oh my soul, wait in silence. He's speaking to his soul and saying, wait before God. Come before God. Acknowledge him in this way. So it's not that just because, because God's in control and we're not, because we're coming in surrender before God, it's not that we become all passive and just wait. Actually, there's a taking hold of ourselves that needs to happen. There's an act of the will that says, come on, my soul, respond to God in a way that's appropriate. And what a great call to us again at the start of the new year. That as we acknowledge who God is, that we acknowledge our place before him, that we acknowledge that he's our rock and our fortress and actually we need to wait for him, that actually there's a moment that says in response to that, come on, my soul, respond. Come on, take action. For God alone, oh my soul, wait. The psalm, in, in the Psalms, the psalmist often in, talks to himself, gives himself instructions, to, says, come on, come, bless the Lord, O my soul. It's an instruction to himself. Wait for God alone, O my soul. It's important that we grab hold of ourselves. It's an act of the will that says, right, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to respond to God in a way that's appropriate. And what a great moment at the start of this year to say, Right, what am I going to do? What am I going to do that is different? Let's take a step. Again, it's a bit like what Sam said at the beginning. That we respond to God in this moment 
as we acknowledge who he is and who we are, by saying, right, the step I'm going to take is this. The way that I'm going to grab hold of my soul is this. It might be to, to begin reading the Bible again every day. It might be to get together with somebody to pray. It might be to come to these three nights of prayer and just say, God, I need you. I want to acknowledge you again. I want to get into a good rhythm. Some kind of step. Talk to somebody else. Discuss what you're going to do. But there's some way that we need to respond with an act of our will that says, right, I'm going to grab hold of my life again. We, we need to do that to, with ourselves, don't we? I love the fact that in the psalm, it, um, there's a bit that says, once God has spoken, twice I've heard. The truth is that God only needs to speak once, but we need to keep hearing and responding again and again and again. There's moments where we need to grab hold of our souls again and say, okay, God, I acknowledge you. I need to put some things in order again. I need to shift some things around and put some things in place. So let's respond to God. What, what is it in our own minds that we're going to do at the beginning of this year? To say, God, actually, this, this, this bit of my life is a bit out of kilter. I want to begin each day with you again. I want to get back into your word. How do I do that? I want to begin to pray with somebody. Let's use these three days of prayer. Let's use this moment. Let's talk to one another. Let's encourage one another. This evening, what we're going to do as we gather is we're going to spend some time just soaking in the presence of God. We'll have some music. We'll have some worship. We'll get before God. We'll have some time just to consider what's going on in our own hearts before we then start to pray for one another and just ask God, uh, to, to, to come in, to fill us again, to lead us again this year. That's the plan for this evening. I'd love to invite you to come at 7.30 and then again um, on Monday night and Tuesday night at, at Patton. But let's use this moment to refocus again, to give God alone our allegiance at the start of this year. Amen.